Hey friends, welcome to Finally Out with Friends. My name is Rai and my pronouns are he. And this is B, she, her. And together we hope to create a welcoming and safe space for anyone who needs to take a breath and finally be out with friends. Trigger warning. This episode deals with religion, animal death, and edemophobia. If these are things you do not feel comfortable listening to or will upset you, take care of yourself and we will catch you in the next one. Disclaimer. These experiences we speak of are our own, and we are not bashing anyone's positive relationships or experiences with religion. These are our own opinions and our own, and ours alone based on interactions with said topics. Today we will continue to discuss religion starting from when I was eight. That after I graduated, I joined the Marines, which we know. And once I got kicked out, I'm like, I don't know what to do with my life. And my friend was going to a Methodist university. And so I applied there and started in the second semester um, there. And it's, it's a story. So... When you first go there, you have to take this class. I can't remember what it's called, but everyone has to take it. So most people, most freshmen start at the beginning of the year. So we were the only class. So there's several classes, but we were the only class that started in the winter. So you have to go to this place. I can't remember anything else we discussed in this class or what else it was for. But we had to go to this place and <laughs> we had to so usually you have to build a a fort like um, or a shelter. You usually have to build a shelter and sleep outside the first night. I'm no sorry. Weather. In this class? Yes. Okay, go on. Okay, class. So, you had to do that. Okay? But, since it was winter and there was still snow on the ground, we did not have to do that. I can't remember if we had to build a shelter and not sleep in it. I can't remember. But, uh, we did not have to sleep outside, which I am glad. Uh, we did not have to sleep outside without, like, tents in the freaking winter. Um... So this one, um, little shocking, you will be surprised. Uh, so I think we had to make like, not this part, I think we had to make like cider or something and like do the apple, like cut all the apples and like, uh, take all the skin off and stuff. But we also had to participate somehow in killing a chicken. What? <laughs> Why? What? Couldn't tell you. Could not tell you. I am not joking. This is not a joke. Was this so a survival I... class? I don't... I have no idea. I don't know how it... how it was required at this religious university, but... So, 
one other girl who was trying to catch the chicken, and she couldn't do it, so I caught the chicken. Uh, the worst thing, the sound, I don't know if it's the worst sound I ever heard, but at this point, I'm pretty sure. Uh, the guy who was the least likely person I would want to give an axe to, um, not joking, he was like, kind of creepy, um, but yeah, wouldn't have given him an axe, but they gave him an axe to cut the chicken's head off, and, um, he did not do it hard enough the first time, and it made an awful noise, and he had to do it again. And then, I think they put the chicken in, like, water, and then you pluck the chicken. And then, so we didn't eat that chicken. We ate a chicken that another class had killed. And then, so we had to cook, and then, yeah, and then we ate a chicken that someone else in another class had murdered. Listen, I really appreciate you traumatizing me and our listeners today about murdering a chicken, how to murder the chicken, and how to pluck the freaking feathers. This was grade A podcasting today. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, um, I am now pescatarian. And <laughs> I don't eat chicken. I only eat fish and seafood. And that's probably part of the reason I'm not the biggest fan of meat, but um, that didn't help. That did not. Help. I would imagine it wouldn't, but I'm I'm confused. Okay, so this religious college that you went to, you were required yep. to take basically a survivalist type of class, but was every other class? I mean, it wasn't that... just that though. I don't think. But but was, was every like, other class? like religious based like was this survivalist class like a religious based thing like that's where i'm confused uh honestly i can't remember the class so much but i i can't imagine it was still religious i can't imagine it was i need to know what specific religion is like hey you need to know how to murder a chicken i don't know it was Methodist University. That's all I got for you. Um, I never understood why it was required to kill a chicken. And it's, I don't think that's required in the Bible. Um, I don't know. I literally have nothing for you. But to be in this religion, you need to know how to build a shelter and kill a chicken. And we're going to grade yeah. you on it. I thought it was greater than killing a chicken, but it was required to that help. That is out. crazy. So some people refused to help. Uh, we didn't have that many kids in our class. Refused to um, do which part? The chicken or the shelter? Yeah, the chicken. Yeah, just the refused helping. I feel the like I would chicken. I would have been that person. Um, also, from that, from that class, um, there were... There was another person who had, well, two people had joined the Marines. One was still in, uh, in the reserves. But the other one, I, I think, also got kicked out. I'm not 100% sure. But uh, when I had first, this is not religious related. Uh, but when I had 
first entered boot camp, we hadn't eaten in a while, and they gave us like a little box lunch sort of thing, and it had ham in it, and I've never liked ham. It's the worst. I would starve <laughs> to death before eating ham. And, but I'm like, I haven't eaten. I don't know what I'm going to eat next. So I took the sandwich and I tried to eat it and I could not eat it. And I puked had it in my mouth. And then I was like, fuck. So I swallowed it. And oh, in that class, I learned that this was the right answer because this girl told me that someone in her platoon had puked and a drill sergeant made them clean it up with the short they were wearing and they still had to wear it so, oh my god decision for me oh oh um, you're also going to need to do a trigger learning from i'm adding it to my notes right now yeah it's a metaphobia, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're welcome for more trauma. You I'm here to serve you. You are the best ever. So is this class still a thing at that college? So I don't know, but I looked it up and there is still a class with that like course number. But I do not recall it being called what it is now. And apparently you can waive some of the uh, Christian classes now if you have 26 post-high school transfer credits. Which I don't recall being a thing. And I'm surprised you can skip the Christian ones. Uh, but yeah, I, I really don't think it's called the same thing it was so maybe you no longer have to kill chickens and sleep outside and all the other stuff we did if there's anything that i have definitely noticed in all of these years since we have became adults is things are definitely changing and in some ways for the better for sure now if they are making that part um less of a requirement because it is religious-based, then I'd call that a win, in my opinion. I feel like you shouldn't be forced to do that. I just can't get over the fact that you had to kill a chicken, and it was required. Yeah, I really don't. I don't, yeah, people never believe me. I'm like, this shit really happened. Oh, I totally um, freaking believe you. I don't think you'd have any reason to say it and then not be true. Yeah. Um. I mean, you're nothing like me. Me, I I would be the type of person who'd break my arm and like in the most stupidest way, like falling and come up with the most dramatic story of how I was on the baseball team and how my teammates slammed into me or something like I'd, I'd, I'd live it up some. Okay, so looks like now it's, um, so I guess there's 15 people in that class. Uh, we didn't have that many because not a ton of people started in the middle of the school, um, year. So 
you have a peer advisor, a faculty advisor. So I feel like it was the same then to help you navigate your first semester. You and the core group, along with new students, will bond during a weekend trip to the, a conference center. So it's different than it used to be. It's not the same place. Um, just weeks after school start, you'll lean on your core group to support and challenge you through the year. So it looks like I, it looks like they're doing some rope course sort of thing in the picture. So I no longer think he loves particular chickens since it's not the same place anymore. And I oh, doubt that there's a lot of chicken killing um, at conference centers, but our, the place we own is like a farm. That's good. I mean, I'm glad to hear that that has changed some. Yeah. I mean, if you were going so to school we were... to be a butcher, that's one thing. That's definitely one thing. So, so we're talking about this before the episode, and I was like, I will wait to tell you this so you can be shocked and appalled. Um, so in the residence halls, um, there were um only so there was a day that the the men could go in the women's storms. And then there's a day in the week that women could go in the men's storms. And this was, I don't remember if the time's the same as they say now, but it's only like three hours. So you, so I, at the time, and they probably still consider me female, but not. Um, so I could only go into guys' storms on one night. And then the opposite way, the guys could only come in our dorms. So you credit, like, if it's pulling, you can't walk through a dorm um, to, like, to cut through. You have to be outside. I mean, it's a small campus still, but, yeah, you can't even, you can go, you could go in the main areas, like the lounge areas. Um, but you could only be there until a certain time, and then you had to leave. But... Yeah, the, um, so doors must remain open. That was the same then. They had to be uh, cracked at least a certain way. I think it was like 12 inches or something like that. I can't remember exactly how much. Lights must remain on appropriate behavior between couples as expected. An RA will make regular rounds on each floor. Members of the opposite says no, must not be in the room, hallways, stairwells for any reason except during university visitation hours. Okay, mom and dad. Um. Yeah, and then on the weekends, there was some hours you could go in it. Um. And like the houses they had, I, I don't know what the rules were then I didn't live in when I wasn't I was only there for a year and I was never an upperclassman I had went in one of the houses but that I had the an RA the year before she was in one of those houses because since I started in the middle of the semester it was two different school years um but it says students learning in university houses or upperclassmen. They are expected to live responsibly in a home 
environment. Persons of the opposite gender are not allowed in the bedroom areas of university houses. This includes bedrooms turned into studies or hangout spaces. And they get every day from noon to midnight or one. So they get more, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I suppose to be fair, it was a religious, uh, college. In, in this, I don't see, it doesn't say that your, uh, your feet have to be on the floor, but that was a rule back then in, the. Uh, handbook i do not see that this is from a couple of years ago but what um, yeah your feet are supposed to be on the floor being both feet but maybe it was just one i can't recall but Wait, it does not say that. in there now which i'm kind of shocked about um not to be funny yeah, there are still plenty of things you can do with both feet on the floor <laughs> yeah but uh <laughs> But if you're caught by the RA, you can be expelled, like kicked out and be dismissed for I wish, doing things. I wish you knew somebody who went to that school who, like, broke rules. And I'm just so curious. I'm sure people did get away with stuff. I'm sure. But I'm so So, so I do not know this person, but one of my friends knows this person. Um... So drinking, which I thought they changed the rule after, but now that I've been looking through the handbook, it is not in here, but uh, I just told the rule had changed, but he was over 21. He would get an RA, which is a resident assistant in the dorms. And he was like at his brother's bachelor party or something. He had one drink and he felt bad about it. So he told on himself. And they, they didn't expel him or dismiss him from the school, but they did take away. Uh, he was no longer allowed to be an RA. Are you serious? So they, yeah. So I don't know what happened to where he lived after that, but uh, yeah. So I don't know if they took his room away too. I don't know all what they did, but I do know he was no longer an RA because he broke the rules. And it looks like they could dismiss you just for that. I mean, I'm so torn when it comes to stuff like that because, you know, I I believe in following the rules. I know you do as well. And when it comes to uh, situations like that, like, you you know the rules. Are the rules ridiculous? Yeah, totally. But, I mean, you kind of know the rules going in, so. I don't know. You drink one drink off campus, you're over 21. Like. I don't disagree. They make you feel so bad you tell on yourself. I like, do not disagree. I, I'm not disagreeing with the fact of the stupidity of it. I'm just simply saying that you know the rules. You knew the rules. You still decided to continue on that path with that school, with the position, you know, whatever. Do I think the rules are absolutely absurd? Yeah. Especially if you're over 21. It wasn't on school ground, so it has nothing to do with the school. Yeah, I was told after that they changed it if you were over 21 and you were off campus, it was okay. But it looks like in the handbook from a couple years ago, 
it was still a rule that you could not drink well, even off campus. Maybe it's a rule now that they're more accepting of and don't just like boot somebody out for it. I think it's still said they could uh, dismiss you for it. But maybe the first one was just a fine. I can't recall. But, uh, yeah, so those were some of the crazy rules. But, yeah. Yeah, so he lost his job because, although shocking to no one, they are not great with queer people. Um, yeah. And they were on the schools that fall in exemption so they could discriminate. And I think they're allowed to. That's they're insane. Public, I mean, not a public university, they're a private university. That's crazy. So, yeah, but you're like, oh, you know what you're going into, but there are some kids, like, their parents are like, I'll pay for this one college if you go here. This is the college I'm going to pay for. And so sometimes kids just go to a, a religious university so their parents will uh, pay for it. That's true. I didn't uh, think about that. And I was, because a lot of people be like, why didn't you leave or why did you go there? Well, they didn't have a choice. I recently saw an interview with someone and they went to the only university their parents would let them go to. They wouldn't let them go to any other universities just because they wanted out of the toxic, abusive environment they were in. So they went to a school that was super strict, but they were happy to just get out. So sometimes that happens. So even not all the ones are Christian, they go there just so their parents will pay for it. That's true. Yeah, just a full disclaimer for me. Religion is not my happiest topic to talk about because I am ignorant when it comes to a lot of it. And I will freely admit that. So basically, <laughs> my opinions are clearly my opinions. Um, or like with that situation, I didn't even think about people who um, like their parents only will do this one thing. That wasn't something that I had. My parents didn't pay for it at all. So <laughs> um, it's not something that I think about. So that's a great point to bring up. Yeah, I didn't like super think about it either until I saw like YouTube interviews with people and I'm like, oh yeah, people, ex I mean, university is expensive oh, for and I heard like, I guess if you're Mormon and you go to, uh, shoot, what's that called? BYU, Brigham Young University, it's a lot cheaper if you're Mormon. And so some people will just go there because it's much cheaper. So anyway, the there you can go to a university for cheaper if you're Mormon. Yeah, the B Brigham Young University, which is like someone high up, like it wasn't like Joseph Smith, but I think he was like right after Joseph Smith, which you probably don't know. He's the founder of of uh, Mormonism. And shit gets weird in Mormonism, like weirder than shit already is. <laughs> um, yeah. 
So I'm curious, and if this is something that you guys would like, I wonder if we should do episodes on specific religions, like an episode on Mormonism, an episode on Pentecostal, or et cetera. So, so I'm hoping to interview people who are in those religions at some point. Oh, for sure. Um, so if any of you are been in those religions... If you want to shoot us an email at finallyoutwithfriends at gmail.com or on our website, there's a place to message us. It's uh, finallyoutwithfriends.com. And also, you don't have to come on as a speaking guest either. Like, we can certainly figure out a way if that's something you're not comfortable with. Um you know, and you want to stay anonymous, we will find a way if you just want to let us pick your brains a little bit and ask some questions of things that we're curious about. Well, this seems like a great place to wrap up today's conversation. I hope everyone is enjoying the series of getting to know us so far. I don't know about y'all, but I'm still appalled by Rise experience with the dang chicken. Well, I guess me too, because I still don't eat chicken. Today, we'll be starting a new segment called Pets or People, where you all write in and tell us how a pet or a person made your day. You can use our website, email, Facebook, or Instagram, which you can find in the show notes. Be sure to let us know if we can use your name. Today, B will start us off. Let me start off by saying I have a small Pomeranian Karen Terrier mix. And since the loss of our other dog, he seems to be more curious about what's outside the fence. Or maybe he's even looking for her. Well, on Thursday, I had asked my spouse to get our child ready for school so I could sleep in. And he let the dog out and went about his business. By the time I woke up, my dog was gone. Again. He's a frequent flyer these days, like I said. Not 30 minutes later, I get a call from some lady saying, I think we found your dog. He jumped into our car when we were getting ready to leave. The feeling of relief that I've had to experience experience over and over again because my dog keeps getting out is wonderful but horrible all at the same time. Um, I jumped in my car and he was just the street next over, thankfully. I got in my car and I was like, I am so sorry because he had like mud on his chest and on his paws and he's just like jumping into these strangers' car like he belonged. I, I'm so grateful that these ladies were so gracious. They were like, oh, we have animals. We totally get it. We're just glad that we were able to contact you. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm glad y'all were able to contact me. Because he saw me and his tail started wagging and he was excited. And I was like, oh, oh what are you excited about right now? Because I'm not <laughs> excited right now. Because so, you still are in trouble. Big trouble. So needless to say... I'm grateful for my mom. She came over. We were able to patch up the fence as best as we could. And I don't let him outside by himself anymore. He's officially grounded from having free range outside time because he takes it a little too far into that free ranging part. So I'm grateful to the ladies and I'm grateful that my dog was able to make it back home because he is our last dog. We started off with four and now we have the one. So I'm glad that he came home and he's safe and he's good and He's definitely grounded. Still. <laughs> um, 
Yes, I'm glad they got him and weren't pissed that he got he jumped in their car almighty. I know. It it it's so embarrassing in some ways. It's almost like your child, like your child doing something and you're just like, I am so sorry that they acted like they belonged yeah. there. I, I apologize immensely. But yeah, I mean, he's a good dog though. Like he you know, there's he's friendly and all of that, so I'm grateful for that too. But I was just like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Well, I'm glad he is good now. Make sure when we're done recording that you put his collar back on so in case he runs away. Yeah. We've had to stop and, and start again multiple times for this um, inter-outro just because of the dog walking around, being noisy, other people in our household. It's been, it's been a day, y'all. <laughs> Come back uh, next week where we continue discussing my religious background we would appreciate if you would subscribe share rate and review our show on your preferred listening platform but no pressure please don't forget to take care of yourself drink your water take your meds and for the love of god get your dog a collar with a tech